0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday, people. It is the day before family night. No open practice today, though I did see the guys were out on Nitschke Field in a closed environment, going through some walkthrough stuff, getting prepared for tomorrow night under the lights in Lambeau Field. And it looks like, knock on whatever woods available to you, for the first time in a long time, there won't be any weather to deal with. On family nights. So always, uh, always a dicey proposition this time of year. But sure looks like we're going to be okay. Going to be a lot of fun. Corey and I will be having our watch party here on Cheesehead TV. Please, if you're so inclined, you're out of state, out of the country, and you want to know exactly what's going on because uh, no one can stream it, uh, we'll be sh- we'll be talking about it. We won't be showing the practice, but we'll be giving you play-by-play, giving you the general vibe. you get to see the fireworks afterwards. It's always fun. Very close-knit community that spends time on a watch party of a event they can't see here on "TV, Always fun. Hope you'll join us tomorrow night. Uh, going to be a good time. Uh, also, of course, before I get going, got to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King. If you want to watch the Green Bay Packers play football in 2023, please, please utilize Ticket King. Don't use these national companies like Ticketmaster or StubHub. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. You can go to cheeseheadtv.com or our app. Use the schedule. We have individualized links for each and every game. You know you want to do it. The other thing you know you want to do is get the 2023 official yearbook of the Green Bay Packers. Use promo code CHTV for 10% off at packersyearbook.com. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off packersyearbook.com. It's going to be a good time, people. Leafing through your official yearbook as you watch the Packers demolish the Bears in week one. Come on, that's got to manifest, got to manifest that existence, people. Do it. Um, so, yeah, getting ready for family night. Uh, clearly, it's a practice, it's not a scrimmage. There will be competitive periods. Um, Sure, sounds like Matt's got something special cooking for the competitive period between the offense and the defense. The offense, of course, won their first competitive period yesterday in the four minute drill. Uh, going to be a lot of fun to see that transpire and see who gets the L and who is doing up downs in front of 80,000 people at Lambeau Field. Which, by the way, uh, I heard this morning, Lambeau is I, I, apparently a complete sellout for family night. It is the first time since the pandemic that that's happened. So, pretty outstanding stuff. It's going to be a full Get ready to cheer the Packers vibe. Uh, Tons of little kids running around. It's always a lot of fun. If you haven't ever made it to family night and you have the ability to, I highly recommend trying to do so at least once. I mean, one time is probably enough, but it is a very cool thing, and it is just a ton of fun. Um, And I suspect Jordan Love will most likely be getting a much warmer reception than Aaron Rodgers got back in the day when he was out there for family night his first year as a starter and got booed. True story, a lot of fun. Um, we heard from Brian Gutekunst earlier this afternoon. Not a ton of breaking news, obviously. He was asked about backup quarterbacks and third string running backs and things of that nature. Um, one of the things you could probably take from it is the fact that you know, play time for the preseason has not been set yet. But this kind of two week stretch here is the guts of camp I mean, the real, you know, go through family night, get to the joint practices with the Bengals, the Bengals preseason game, come back to Green Bay, you get two joint practices with the Patriots and then the Patriots preseason game. This is where guys are going to separate themselves. This next two-week stretch is when that is going to happen. You're going to get a much better idea of who's a contender and who's a pretender, so to speak. So looking forward to that. Always good to hear from Brian. Always good to hear from you guys. So many people already – Chatting it up in the comment section here. we already got a couple super chats. Let's go, Chris what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Crazy to hear coach say in NFL network interview that musgraves clocked faster speed than all the wide receivers yesterday, getting more and more pump for him. Oh yeah, dude, he can fly um there's no doubt about that now, you know the knock on him coming out was uh, he, he flies, but the moment he's breathed on, he goes down. you know we got to work a, a little bit on that uh, yards after contact, but yeah. He, he can flat-out fly. There's zero doubt about that. Um, you know, he's coming off a pretty decent injury stretch there in college, and you hope he can stay healthy and put in a little muscle and take some of those hits and get you a little tougher yards. But, yeah, no question about it, man. They're They're going to put him in space, and they're going to get the ball in his hand. They're going to try and create opportunities for him to utilize that speed because it is there in bulk. Ed, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, Mark Murphy's Northwestern hazing involvement was peripheral and will not become a distraction. This was not typical high school stuff. Way the f beyond the pale. Yeah, I read that uh, yesterday. I know he was. Um, he is cited. He is one of the defendants in a um, lawsuit from two former Northwestern players Im- implicating Murphy uh, for being negligent uh, during his time as the Northwestern athletic director. Obviously, it's a very serious legal matter. I'm not going to discuss it too much. Um, I will say I, I'm fascinated to see if there's any proof there, if there's some kind of email, if there's some kind of paper trail, because if there is, that could be big trouble for Mark Murphy. But until that sort of thing materializes and plays out, I, you know, it's not really, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to comment on it. Mike, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, will the cigarette guy be back this year? <laughs> Who knows? You never really know what's going to happen on family night. Um, Who knows? It might become another annual tradition. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, For those of you who are unaware, last year, Corey and I were live during family night streaming our watch party. And some dude came in Corey's neighbor's yard and started yelling up at us. And we were like, what the hell? And first of all, why are you in the yard? And what are you yelling? Because we have our headsets on. And so Corey takes his headset off, walks over there, and the dude's like asking for a cigarette. Literally just came off Lombardi basically trespassed on someone's lawn to ask for a cigarette. I don't know, man. The world is crazy. This world is crazy. What else we got here, folks? Wisco Sports, I'm hoping Jordan plays. I'm making to the Patriots preseason game. Oh, he'll play. The question is how much. But there's a little doubt in my mind he will play. Um, maybe for that second game, probably, I don't want to say extensively, but I would say, yeah, probably a quarter at least, maybe more. Um, he'll be playing, no doubt. Um, Larry, how are you doing? Thanks for checking out the stream on Facebook, man. How early do we have to get there to get decent parking? I'm handicapped, and we have eight tickets. Eight tickets! You're going to have a good time. Like a few hours, I would say. Nothing crazy. you know. I wouldn't do – you don't have to get there like eight hours in advance or anything like that, but yeah, I would say you know, probably three, two hours, somewhere around there, that vicinity, to get good parking. You know, like you can get parking pretty much anywhere on someone's lawn. They'll be selling it, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, if you want to get good parking right by the stadium – I'd say about three hours. I think the lot's open four hours before the event. But if you can do like three, you'll be fine. More often than not. Uh, what else we got here, folks? What else we got? Dennis, how are you, man? Robert, interesting question. Do I think they'll keep three quarterbacks? Um, probably not on the road. 53 man roster I know they have changed the rule uh, about having the emergency quarterback but you got to put him on the roster and I I just don't see it now maybe they do keep that third guy on the practice squad but uh, it's going to necessitate someone really kind of making a case for it right I don't think they're going to do it just to do it if someone plays lights out has a really good preseason what have you then I think there's a chance but yeah I, I I'm pretty sure that it's going to be, you know, love and the backup on the roster, essentially. Um, and by the way, I'm, you know, Clifford really impressed me uh, on, what day is it today? Is it Friday? On During Thursday's practice. Well, I'm very interested to see if he can continue what he showed us on Thursday because that was good stuff. Um, uh, if Wyatt is starting to show progression, how is Slayton doing in his progression slash leap forward? Uh, he's playing well. There's no doubt about it. Um, now, we've only had, what, three practices and pads, so, so ways to go. And like I mentioned, that gauntlet is coming up with family night the joint practices and the preseason games. He's got to keep that up. Um, we've seen flashes from Slayton before. It's just been a real lack of consistency. But so far, these this week, these three practices that I've seen, he's been consistent. He has been a major headache for the offensive line. So, um, yeah, so far so good. But I think it's a bit early. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Uh, I'm pulling for the for the player from Africa, Rob. I pronounced his name a couple days ago, and I refused to try it again because I will I will absolutely screw it up. But yes, he had a really nice tackle in practice. I believe that was on Tuesday. He absolutely looks the part. I mean, he is jacked, and, you know, really impressive physical specimen. But I, you know, he's obviously playing football like as a neophyte and learning the game. Um, Yeah, man. And the fact that they get a roster exemption for him for the entirety of the season, you know, they can keep him around and train him up for a whole year. I love that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, M, what's up? Bears still suck anyway. See, that's a perfect comment. I like it. Mike, thank you for the interest. Am I doing talking football? I think you mean beer and ball with uh, Bill Schmidt this year. I am not. We will not be reprising our beer and ball appearances. Um, I will be back on um, the game, 97.3, the game in Milwaukee and uh, their various other stations very, very soon. Uh, But uh, Bill and I will not be doing beer and ball this, this season. Uh, what else we got, folks? Next, after what we had to go through in our younger days with this team, wouldn't it be great if we managed – oh, you just want uh If we managed to experience three great QBs in a row and have two of them that don't defraud a charity? <laughs> Uncultured. You got me on that one. Well done. Yes, it would be great. It would be phenomenal. I'm looking forward to it. Chris, thanks again, man. Interested to see J-Lo swag on the field and if he has that killer mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're so early now, though. You know, it's like, that's the th- kind of thing that develops over time, right? And I think you've seen both on the field and kind of in his press availabilities, you've seen hints of th- that kind of like, confidence, right? But, man, you got to put those pelts on the wall. you got to do it, you know? And once you start doing it, hopefully you keep doing it, and that's how you develop, especially in your ability to kind of have that. You know, You know you've done it. You've been there. You've done that. Um, but yeah, I, I I love the idea of him kind of balling out week one and showing all the confidence in the world and having like, you know, the the mentality that I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get it. There's a long way to go. Long way to go in that regard. Uh, David, should Crosby be on alert? I don't think yet, but you know, the deeper we get into this thing and the more, or the, you know, if, if Carlson is Continuing to, um, be as erratic as he has been, then I think it's inevitable, right? Um, we'll see. It would be hilarious to me if they were like, oh, we don't need to call him, we don't need to call him, we don't need to call him, and then all of a sudden, like, it's, like, two weeks prior to week one, and then Crosby signs with someone else. I know if I was him, that's what I'd do. <laughs> uh Brett, what's up? I think it's obvious Zach Tom is a top five lineman on the roster. It's just a matter of where he starts. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you hear them, and Brian said it himself today, the, the best five thing, right? You hear that all the time. And I'm kind of with you on the idea that Zach Tom has got to be in that conversation. But, I, you know, I think there's a long way to go. There's a lot to play out. It's very interesting to see him competing at center. I think he's got his hands full with that competition with Josh, And, like, to that point, it really feels like people are ready to just brush Yasha's aside. man. I understand he had a dip in performance at the end of the season, but as I've mentioned many times, he was dealing with a shoulder injury after that Christmas game, and people just seem ready to just kind of toss him. I don't get it, man. I'm not saying, uh, David, I'm not saying that that's what, what you're doing, but, oh, I'm sorry, Brett, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but it's like it does feel like people are ready to just like, Zach's got to be in there because he is talented, and he is. There's no doubt about it. But Yash is no slouch. Like, he's a really good player. And he, really valuable player who's able to play left and right tackle. So, yeah, I mean, again, long way to go. It's very early. And I agree with you that he's definitely in that conversation. But where exactly he fits, that's what's going to play out probably in these next two weeks. Uh, Sean, thanks for the Super Chat. How important is it to have a good kicker with a young QB? I mean, I know people will say, I mean, the, the obvious thing here, right, is... Well, you got to expect with the young QB and a young offense to boot, there probably will be uh, maybe a little bit of an uptick in stalled drives, things of that nature. Maybe getting into field goal range, not being able to punch it in. But hell, they were terrible in the red zone last year. You know, so I, I don't know that it's really like we got to have a strong kicker because you have a young QB. I don't think that's a direct correlation, but. You just need a good kicker regardless, especially if you are a, such a young team and you are hopefully going to be in you know, games that are close that you can win. Be nice to have a kicker who can make it on the first try because they don't get do-overs. I don't know if the Packers are aware of this. Uh, Joe, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Watson, Dobbs, Wyatt, Walker, Tom, Enigbari, Toure, maybe even Ryan. Too early to say Packers 2022 draft looks really good. I mean, yeah, it's too early, but I'm excited about it. Like, I think the promise and the ceiling is super high. You know, I totally hear you. And I'm telling you, Ryan looks legit this summer. I mean, in a way he never did last year. Uh, they can maybe get something out of him as well. Yeah, that's a, it's shaping up to be a decent class, but – we all know this, you've you got to let those games happen because we'll get excited in camp, it's the summer, et cetera, and then you'll get into those real games where game planning is going on and they're taking advantage of weaknesses on the other sideline and all of a sudden the guy gets exposed. And I'm not saying that, like, that that's automatically going to happen, but God knows we've seen it happen. Look no further than Eric Stokes, man. He had a great, really promising rookie year. Teams spent the entire offseason looking at his tape and going, okay, this is how we're going to attack him. And lo and behold, they did very successfully. You know, and I, it's not to say that Eric didn't work. It's not to say that he's not talented because he s- obviously is. Man, the NFL is f-ing tough. It will grind you very quickly if you don't keep progressing. And my hope is that, yes, all these guys that you've mentioned are going to keep progressing. But it's not an automatic. So, yes, excited about the class. Long way to go. Uh, what else we got here, folks? George, thanks for the super chat. I am a fan of what I saw from Caleb Jones last preseason. Can he compete for a starting spot? I doubt he's in line for a starting spot. Maybe if he truly balls out in these, you know, joint practices and uh, really just plays lights out in the preseason, maybe he gets in the conversation at right tackle. I think it's possible, but it still feels like he's a year away. Um, He is a mountain of a man, though, and he has had a good camp so far. I really like him, and look, Yosh was uh, on that bench for what two years, two plus two, two and like a two weeks before they needed him week three out in San Francisco. You know, so you never know when your number is going to get called. The question is, are you ready for it? Yosh was. Hopefully, Caleb will be too, because I do think I'm with you. I think they got something there, no doubt about it. And look, the more you can develop him, this goes back to years and years ago when Corey and I first started G-Said TV. Uh, we talked to Michael Lombardi uh, on Packer Transplants, and he said something that I've has always, always stuck with me and it because I think it's very, very true. The best lines, the best way to put your line together is to grow it. Grow your offensive line from within. And if we know anything else about the Packers, it's they've done a great job of not only finding offensive line talent but developing it, right? And it just feels like the, Caleb could be another one of those guys where you've, you've seen him, he's played well, and then he finally gets his chance and he's going to run with it. That's the hope, obviously, but um, I just say it feels, like I said, it feels like it's a year away, but you never know. if he, Like I said, if he balls out, you know, he might get a chance at right tackle. <laughs> I love this is such an e- This is such a great, like, perfectly um, economic use of the YouTube comment section. Domofsky, peace on love, but peace is spelled P A C. I know what you mean. The Domofsky uh commentary on Jordan Love. I'm surprised it took this long for this question to come up, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, what have I been saying all offseason? There are gonna be tough stretches. There are gonna be hard times. Jordan Love is not gonna come out the gate throwing for five touchdowns against the Bears. As much as we all want it to happen. Um, that's not how you arrive. It's not what works, it's not what it's not how it transpires, you know? And he may light it up week one and then struggle. Or he may struggle and then start lighting it up. It is going to be a grind. It is going to be week to week. How are teams attacking him? How does he respond? How does he develop? How does he get better? That's what's important. Like, I know Rob's use of the phrase, it's going to be a long season, really ruffled some feathers. But, you know, there's a decent chance he's correct. If you're expecting Jordan Love to come out and look like Joe Montana, you know, I'm not. I've been telling you guys all summer, it's going to be hard at times. There's going to be tough moments. There's going to be brutal stretches. There's going to be interceptions where we're scratching our heads. And what in the world was he looking at? That's all coming, man. I don't think Rob told any tales out of school, you know, where I do quibble with Rob's bit there. And I know, as he said on Twitter, like, you know, he's only got a certain amount of time. It's not like here where I can just say whatever the hell I want for as long as I want. He's got a certain amount of time to kind of express what he's seeing at camp, et cetera. But he did mention, like, oh, he's had one good day, and one okay day, and then the rest has been blah. It's like, yeah, but what are they working on? What are the specifics? What's the context? Like, I asked Coach specifically about that practice on last Saturday. What was Coach's first response? Well, everyone around him played a lot better. That helps, right? So, again, he's got a good offensive line in front of him, but he's working with a ton of skilled players who have barely played in the NFL. That's going to affect his game. It's like... That's why I just hate the the whole kind of parade of, uh, well, what, you know, he was 8 of 12 at today's practice. Who gives a shit, man? They're in the lab right now. It's supposed to be messy. It's supposed to be broken. That's the whole point. That's how you get better. So, and again, I'm not, I think Rob is correct. It's, at times, it's going to feel like, oh, my God, this, oh, gosh, it's going to be frustrating, right? But, yeah, I mean, he's had one good practice. Like, who gives a shit, man? None of that. That doesn't matter. I don't care about that. Um, But, yeah, overall, Rob knows he's my guy. I love him. He's good. (laughs) Rob, is Clifford QB2? I'd say now, yeah, right at this very moment, he'd be my QB2. Now, that's me, and you guys should thank your lucky stars that I'm not the GM. But if I was the one, like, you know, making the choice, he'd absolutely be QB2 in my eyes. Now, there's a long way to go. Who knows, man, Magoo looks like a total uh, gamer in the USFL. Maybe he gets in these preseason games and lights it up and starts uh, generating conversations, you know? But, again, long way to go. Got these joint practices, got these preseason games. Those will be the determining factors. But right now, yeah, he would definitely be my two. Ooh, perfect Dark. See, this is what I mean. And I'm not attacking you here. I'm just using this as an (laughs) illustrative point. Who's Perfect Dark says, I honestly think J-Love is on Patrick Mahomes' level. Whoo, baby. All right. Um, Athletically, can he make throws? Can he make plays and do things that are going to get us all excited and big-time, you know, wow moments? Those will come. Those will happen. But Patrick Mahomes, man, just dial back the expectation a little bit. Just a little and then maybe that frustrating, you know, long road season won't be as frustrating and long road-ish if you go in not expecting him to be Patrick Mahomes. Now, and you're saying on his level, maybe he gets there eventually, but man, he ain't even sniffing that area code yet. So just patience. Just some patience. Uh is Cox many, making any plays? I haven't seen a ton of the second and third teams, so I haven't watched him exclusively, but he is the real deal on one-on-ones, I can tell you that. Um, that's when I've seen him kind of at work, and he looks legit as a pass rusher, no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, as far as teams go, I haven't been able to see him very much because I'm always on watching the ones uh, when they're going at it. Um, but I'll try and look for a, a little bit more from him as camp goes on. Uh Plenty of tough stretches with 12 happened as well. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And that's the other thing. Like, Aaron played well that first year. They lost some close games, you know, and they ended up with six wins. But he played well, and you saw the promise, and you saw that he was definitely going to be the starter, which is why they signed him to an extension in, like, what was it, like around Halloween, like early November or whatever. Um, Yeah, and I, I expect Jordan to continue to get better and develop over the course of the season. That's the hope, right? But yeah, definitely. Nags, are rookie tight ends more of a liability than an asset? Well, Brandy, I mean, it's, that's a real kind of wide swath of a blanket to throw on something like like that. I'll say it's tough. It's real tough to make the transition from college to the pros at that position. And now the Packers are banking on two dudes doing it at the same time in an offense where there's a lot thrown at them. I mean, traditionally, the re- one of the reasons it takes so long for guys to make the transition from the college game to the pros at tight end is because they've got the one piece of the puzzle on offense that is asked to do literally everything. I mean, they've got to know everything the wide receivers know. They've got to know everything the offensive linemen know. They've got to know everything the running backs know. And they've got to do all that, you know, play to play, series to series, and never miss a beat. It's tough. It's, it's a whole lot. And, um, you know, now I have zero doubt that there's a little bit of a kind of, a, you know, not, they're not putting the fire hose on them totally as far as what they're being asked to do and learn and all that. But they've already seen Musgrave moved all over the place, and they're utilizing him a lot like a wide receiver at this point. Um, but he's going to have to play in line at times. He's going to have to block defensive ends, and that's when it's going to get interesting, right? Um, but, yeah, that it's just tough. It's a very hard transition in general, let alone having two dudes doing it at the same time. It's going to be hard sometimes, no doubt. <laughs> Sean, this is the defense's year. Broken record. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've i told you guys all offseason. I ain't buying anything on the defense until I see it in a game that counts. That's it. Is this the last year on Joe Barry's contract? I don't think so, Shallow Waters. Um, But it'll definitely be the last year Joe is employed if the defense doesn't improve. I'll I'll put it that way. Uh, Is Van Ness big enough to rush from the inside on passing downs early in the year? Brett, yes, 100%. I expect we'll see that right out of the gate. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that week one in Chicago. Third down, kick him inside, let him go after a guard or a center or something. I 100% expect to see it, no doubt. Yeah, Dennis, Mercedes Lewis, Big Dog, signing with the Chicago Bears. They now have Big Dog and Bob Tunyon. This is this is a dark day. It's a dark day, man. I mean, obviously, I, I'm very happy for Mercedes. I'm glad he's got a gig, and hate that we got to face him twice a year, this year anyway. Um, but, yeah, y- you knew that wasn't – I mean, I got a lot of people thinking that he was going to re-sign in Green Bay. I just – that doesn't make any sense with what they're trying to do as far as the reset of the roster – letting these young guys grow together. And as Brian mentioned today, like, you get big dog on the field, that's one of those guys you're taking off. And the way these guys are going to improve and develop it's going to be by playing, is by being out there. And, again, it's going to be tough at times. But you're also going to get them valuable experience, valuable reps that hopefully they build on throughout the season. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. See you at Family Night. Go Pack Go.